On this episode of the Goal Line Fade, Brian and I said we wanted the Clippers, and the Mavs got the Clippers. This is the playoff preview special. Brian, let's play the music. and ready to talk Mavs basketball. I am Zach, your host, with my RB1, Brian, as always. Brian, what's shaking, my man? Oh, you know, another day. Uh, play-in tournaments getting rolling. Uh, day two of the play-in tournaments, right? Day two? Is it day two? Yeah, day two. Yeah, uh, it's a four-day tournament. Yeah. The way, the way it works. So I didn't quite get it. I understood it a little bit. Like, I knew that if you were the seven and eight seed you had to lose two games to be eliminated but i fully understand it now for instance last night the celtics won so they're now the seven seed yeah. the wizards lost so they play the winner of the other game which was the pacers and the winner of that game's tomorrow that that team becomes the eighth seed yeah and plays the philadelphia 76ers the other team the celtics now play the nets is how i understand it so tonight the winner of golden state lakers will be the seven seed and play the suns and then the loser of this game will probably beat Memphis or San Antonio and be the eighth seed and play Utah is I, what I would guess. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree on uh, on all of your notions. And I think the Lakers will probably win it tonight. You know, you can – I say you never count out Steph because that dude can easily go off for 50 or 60 any sure. night. Um, but, you know, the, it's probably going to be the Lakers, and that's fair enough. I'm happy – I'm happy to not to not to cut you off. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to see Steph playing so awesome and the Warriors be back to being relevant. It was weird not having them good for a year, but I must say I enjoy the throwback of this this league. I mean, Luca obviously is in the MVP discussion. Won't get it. Steph is in the discussion. If they were a top four seed, I think he would get it. But the two front runners this year are Embiid and Jokic, so it's kind of cool that we're a. Uh, a little throwback there, man. When's the last time? I mean, Dirk's probably the last. Dirk and Duncan are they the last big men to win the award? Dwight so. Howard, did he ever get it? I don't think so, man. Maybe, and, and maybe that, maybe yeah, maybe around the same time. And then other than that, it was all '90s when centers were getting, you know, yeah, or you know, back. in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that's pretty it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. And I, you know, look, it they're. They're playing center very differently than the centers we're talking sure. about. It's Absolutely. a night that, but I still, there's something to me about a dude who's seven foot tall. It like, I, I just, I love that kind of basketball. I love seeing seven foot dudes banging around the rim and fighting it out for rebounds and blocking shots. Sure. It's, it's, I, you know, late nineties basketball is still my favorite and always will be. So, you know. Anyway. I agree. I agree completely. It's it's fun time. So as I said at the beginning, we're talking maps. This is what the focus is. Um, before we talk to that, I do want to just tell talk get a little personal with our listeners. You know, I know that we're trying to build our build our base here. 
And Brian and I uh, don't have a terrible amount of listeners yet, but you know, this thing's been going, this is like our seventh episode, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, the object and the goal here is just to grow this thing and then just have fun. And it's fun talking Mavs breakdown. And uh, when they, luckily we got lucky, the Mavs this weekend are going to have an early game. So we should actually be able to get a, uh, a reaction done pretty well to it. So funny thing happened. Uh, you know, I post this, uh, I post our podcast on all social media that I can. Brian and I are terrible social, social, social media people, though. We really don't like, I'll retweet a little bit, but as far as like coming out with my own internet content, not really a, a thing, right? I think that's more of a sign of our age and just not a willingness to learn it probably. Cause my yeah. wife, she is the king, the queen of, so like her Instagram account, she gets trips. She's a travel agent. She gets trips from there, everything else. So it's, uh, it's interesting to me, but I, I can't seem to, can't seem to get, get a hang of it, you know? I, I do post our podcast on Instagram. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I can't seem to make myself give a fuck. I just can't. <laughs> like, I've tried. I can I browse. I'll, brow- I'll browse the Twitter yeah. all day long. I'll, yeah, I will browse Twitter, especially when something interesting is going on. But I view Twitter, I don't view it as interactive. I view it like a digital newspaper, basically. You know? Right. Well, I just- see, you create who you follow. You know, like, you're like me. I follow, you know, I'm a video game nut. So I'm following video game news all sports news you know me i love my fantasy sports so a lot of fantasy sports stuff as well so for me it's cool because i'm getting all these takes and 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 extra information like i follow i'm in the mffl community so there's so much map talk you know going on good or bad so that's that's cool to see the takes and everything else uh for our listeners if you hear anything or if you're watching this on youtube and you see me grimacing my leg is dying right now so we'll get into that in a second but i'm I'm trying to try my best to to be awesome here and uh, yeah, so <laughs> we, we try, we try real hard. So Brian and I had put, uh, I put the podcast on Instagram, right? With some hashtags, Dallas sports pod, everything else. So anywho, uh, I think it was over the weekend, I got a message from a company. I'm not going to say their name because we're not letting them be a sponsor. It's kind of a, not a scam per se, but they want us to purchase their product, then try it, then talk about it. And then they'll give us a coupon code. I, Brian and I believe money flows one way and it should just be this way, right? You want to, you, you, they could, you could send me a fleshlight and I'll talk about it. I have no problem. I'll, I'll promote the hell out of that thing. Right. But it's kind of funny because naturally the first company that reached out to us for us to do, (laughs) for us to uh, to try a sponsorship was actually for a men's grooming tool. So for uh, shaving your uh, no-no zone. So that was pretty funny. And uh, they're lost because man, the uh, ads I would have came up with for us were just going to be absolutely phenomenal. It was going to be pure gold. <laughs> it wouldn't have cost them very much money, like no. almost no money. And it yeah. would have been terrific. And granted, I will grant you that not a ton of people would have seen it, but the people that would have seen it would have thought it was spectacular. Can, so, can you just imagine the hedgeway? Brian, did you watch the Mavs? And the Mavs game, did you see that smooth play that Luca did? Speaking <laughs> of smooth, let's talk about my balls. Yes. There, you know, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, it would be um, it would be lovely. But you know, like you said, their loss. Yeah, they're yeah, their loss. Not about that. And I, like I said, I'm I'm with you. So we both had the same plan, which was good that we're on the same page there. But fun times, but I thought I would mention the story because I did, I thought it was funny. I'm like, of course, it's not freaking like dr squash soap or anything like that it's, it's fucking a ball groomer and it's not the one we know about either everybody no, knows not, the, it's not the good one it's yeah it's, it's not the good one it's a upstart it's one. one yeah 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 <laughs> so so that happened it was fun 
Uh, besides that, man, I don't know what happened Sunday. I woke up. I had a shot in name? my leg. Yeah. And uh, it's like a sciatic nerve issue, dude. And I, I swear, like, imagine you were getting stabbed in the leg with a knife and someone was twisting it. That's the pain that I get when I'm sitting down, right? Over the last three days, it has moved to where now it's entirely in my calf. I went to a chiropractor, did everything else. But the problem with the, the calf thing is it feels completely like a Charlie horse, dude. Oh. Like, imagine a Charlie, but it's that way all the time when I'm sitting down. So like oh, when I drive to work, when I drove to work today, I almost died because I'm sitting here grimacing. Like for this, you can watch me if you're on YouTube right now. I'm driving like, I'm trying to find an angle to fit my leg because my left leg to where it's not bent that way. There, there's no way in my challenger, period. Which, which for the people who don't know you, you're not a short man. So I'm no. sure your legs are already kind of bent and what it, there's no way to straighten your leg in a car. Yeah, I'm. Six don't drive three. a giant car either. So. Yeah, no, I'm six three. I'm in a Challenger, which is surprisingly roomy in the front seat, but it's still not what I need. So I try to tough it out. The only thing, the only time I feel good is when I'm standing still. Like on Monday and Tuesday at work, I would just stand a lot, and we type a lot at my job. So I would kind of just bend over and use the keyboard, then kind of back up. Right, I could sit for about two or three minute bursts before the pain just gets excruciating. Right. <laughs> well, today. It's because it's in my calf mainly. Even when I was bending over to try to type, it straining it. So it was just like bringing tears to my eye, right? So I asked my boss if I could come home and work. So I did. So I just, I laid in bed and I feel, I feel way better right now. Obviously I'm sitting doing the podcast. So I've got ice on the back right now, which is helping. I can only keep it on for 20 minutes and so four minutes. I got to take it off. So any of you YouTubers, if you're staring at my crotch in a minute while I'm standing, I apologize. I, but I might have to stand and pick up the laptop or whatever. Listeners, it no mind to you it's fine i'll sound the same so whatever whatever happens just out of curiosity what did they say it was when you went to the doc the well when i went to the chiropractor he popped my hip and said my hip was misaligned a little bit told me to stop wearing a wallet in my pocket and he said that other than that i'm fine he, it should, he said it's just a tendon strain he said it should be fine by friday and gosh i hope he's right because you know yeah. you go on the internet and you start googling pains and you know they're all death Oh, they're yeah. all no, you're dying yeah. you're you'll end up in a fall. rabbit hole having a full-blown panic attack over nothing yeah so so we'll see but like i said the laying down helped out tremendously you know worst case scenario i just call my company and see if they can uh let me work from home again the rest of the week or tomorrow i can do my job from home luckily it's more of a they don't want me to do it from home that it is the ability to not be successful so hopefully i can if i have a lot of pain in the morning because driving is it's pretty dangerous, dude. When you're hurting that bad and you're driving in morning traffic and a, oh, yeah. a, trying to get to work on time, that's... One last question on your leg and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Which yeah. leg is it? It's my left leg. Your left leg. That sucks. Because when I... I'm sure you remember when I blew my foot up on the, around the 4th of July. Oh, I do? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that when happened. we started working uh, back, back together again. Yeah, yeah. Like back, the first back summer. Then. I um I would have I'm to glad your dogs are sympathetic towards my leg pain. They're like they're like giving they're, me they're going <laughs> shit. It's because my wife's not at home. She's at the gym right now, and um Amazon just dropped a package off and they hear the bloop, bloop, and they go fucking bananas. That's fine, man. We record this podcast live. That's what I dig about us. We're like the news or like yeah. a, a radio show, even though there's the power to edit, the power we like to keep it. We like to keep it live interactive. You know, you'll 100. see my Lulu, my little wiener dog running, 
get in the screen every now and then. That's kind of the image we like to portray. That's kind of our, our mantra here. So uh, continue with your foot story. Sure, I was just going to say that I would have to drape it over the, the center console because I had to keep it elevated the whole time. So I would literally just drape it over the center console. And I was thinking you could do that and keep your legs straight. You know, yeah. bending it is the problem, but uh, not going to work for you. So never mind. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I can't, like if I'm sitting down, like my right leg, I can lift completely out fine my left leg is about not even 50 percent is how much i can i can raise it it's insane and i i really can't because of my length it's hard to stretch it out when i sit down too so whatever you know it is what it is so anywho anything else you got are you ready to start talking maps man let's let's talk some mavericks man let's talk some okay perfect so brian and i we talked about the mavs they got the five c which is very impressive let's let's just take a take a step back real fast to say no I called that. I, I said, called that on our very first episode. You did. I said four seed. I said between four and six, I was feeling four. And then you yeah. said five seed. So yeah. Five seed. It didn't go the way I said it was going to because I thought it was going to be the Nuggets that crashed. And we called the Lakers falling down too, didn't we? Yes, absolutely. So that was beautiful. Sorry. Beautiful. No, that was like our, our, our intro first pod too. Yeah. So it, it went down, you know, and we're in year three of Luca. First year, obviously, they were. Tw- teetering until they traded for kp with being a borderline playoff team um they were going to be like the 10th or ninth seed maybe sneak in and get eighth probably not but they traded everyone at the trade deadline right yeah. uh year two in the playoffs and then here we go now we're the fifth seed that's that's big time progress so i know that people want championships i know a lot of people don't really understand in the nba how the team building works but it, there's a process to it a lot of times you know, we're in the NBA right now where it's so easy to build a super team. And that's what we've seen the last 10 or 15 years. So you see like the Miami Heat go from championship to not good to back to being championship again, because now LeBron and Chris Bosh are there, right? Or you see the Celtics all of a sudden get Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. So it's, so some people see that happen and know that it's possible, but the sustained championship, like the Warriors, they build that thing. What were you going to say? I was going to say the, and even the, the, the teams like, for example, Miami, they were, they weren't, you know, they won championships with, with Shaq or a championship. Shaq and Wade. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade. And then they, they took a dip when Shaq left or got old or all, et cetera. But they, even that whole time, that time when they were bad, they were still making the playoffs most years. They were just the low seed. And so it seemed like they went from, championship in in 06 to gone and then right back to championship but that's not true Dwayne Wade was carrying them to the playoffs all those years uh you know the Warriors yeah when KD got over there they went they went in absolutely bad shit crazy and were winning like crazy but they had won a championship the year before they were in the playoffs the year you know multiple times before that like you said it builds it's not something even super teams most of the time don't happen overnight. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say that it was the fourth year of Curry was whenever they actually, they made, I believe they won, a, I want to say they won a playoff series their third year though. And then I think the fourth year was when they when they advanced, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. It was either, maybe I'm a season off there, but I know, I know the Warriors did it right. And I know Mark Jackson, which I didn't agree at the time when they fired him. I thought he was a great coach, but Kerr was clearly the the right answer for the, you know, where that team went and what they're, what they're doing now, you know? 
Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, so it was the sixth year of Steph Curry when they won their first championship. He was drafted. Yeah, in I guess that was one year off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was drafted in 09 and they won their first one in 2015. So and they won their first playoff series. Was it year four or five? Can you tell that from the data you're looking at? I'm checking that right now. Hey, sorry. <laughs> crazy. Um, lockout year. Yes. Uh, in the 2013, 2014, they won their first playoff series. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a buildup sometimes. Now, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not focused on, this is not a, what's going to happen free agent. We're focused on the now. So ESPN had uh, 15 analysts break down this game, uh, the series, each series. Right. And they think that the Lakers, the Clippers are going to win. The consensus is five or six games. Clippers win one person who works for ESPN picked the Mavs. One person who works for NBA.com that I see so far picked the Mavs. A lot of people might be doing their picks on Saturday once the uh, complete tournament's set. So um, now as far as what I feel about the series and what I feel about what the, the Mavs are going to be able to do is, first off, the Mavs won the season series with the Clippers 3-1. We had a 50-point shellacking at the very beginning of the season. That was without KP. If I remember correctly, they also did not have Paul George. No, they didn't, have, they didn't have they, Kawhi. They didn't have Kawhi. That's what it was. Yes, and we didn't have KP. Yeah. The, the second game we played, they beat us. It was actually a back-to-back, -back, right? Yeah. They yeah. beat us, and we got dominated in the paint. Kawhi did his mid-range thing that he's so, so, so freaking good at. And then the third game, this is what gives me – this is why no homer-ish, I'm saying Mavs in six. Me too. Mavs in six. That's me. And this I'm is why right I'm here. saying it. I watched the way Rick – I watched what he did on that second game after they lost for the, for the game three of the series, which was the rubber match, the sermon who won the series. I watched what he did to combat how they beat us. And I, he, he adjusts better than anything. I just, I don't think Ty Lue is a very good coach. I, don't even I think the Clippers are a better team. I think Kawhi is with LeBron and Curry is probably the top five players in the league, two or three of the top. But I do think, I really, really do that Rick Carl makes the adjustments. And some of the adjustments that I want to talk about real quick, and then I'll, I'll give the floor to you that he did was number one, we got destroyed by Zubak. I'm a big fan of Zubak, honestly, right? He's not really a today's NBA center. He can't play a whole lot, but he gets done what he needs to get done. And in game two, he destroyed us with offensive rebounds and dunks. Yeah, and man, what did we do? How did we fix that, guy. Brian? Sorry. What's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. And how we fixed that was Willie Colley-Stein. We put him in, and Willie had one job. Zubak is a double hand grabber. Okay? So for those of you who are watching this on YouTube uh, or not, he – Basically, when he gets the ball into the basket, he gets both hands and he grabs the ball, okay? And then literally it's one move, jump, dunk, right? So Willie Colley-Stein's one job, I don't care if you foul him or not, slap that freaking ball every time. So, so Willie Colley-Stein, as soon as he gets it, boom, strip, boom, strip, boom, strip. And because he does the ball with the two hands, it's way easier to knock it out as opposed to a shot where you have a, a foul, you know, you can hit the thumb, hit the wrist and, and cause, and cause that. And then Kleba who man has been playing bad basketball the last month. So I I'm intrigued to see how we use him. Kleba shadowed Kawhi Leonard the entire game. 
And just all he did, hands in the face, dude. Hand in the face, hand in the face the whole entire time. And it was masterful. We let Paul George do his thing. We just, hey, put some defenders on him, whether it was Tim Hardaway. I did like a wound who's no longer on the team, but he did do a good job in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth on Paul George. So that's going to be an intriguing matchup right there. So what are, what are your thoughts on, on everything right now? My thoughts are, I agree with everything you said. Uh, Zubak, Zubak is a terrible matchup for us unless um, – I'll put it if, 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 as long as Willie can play similarly without getting in foul trouble, then, uh, but I, even then I'm still okay with it because the Clippers are the best three point shooting team in the league. Yeah. 40%. Yeah. Um, they've got, I think they've got five guys who shoot over 40% uh, from three. Another one, uh, there, there's six, I can't remember who it is, but there's someone who comes off their bench that shoots almost 40%. It's like 39.7. Is that Reggie Jackson or is it Kennard? One of the no, two, I believe. It's um, um, old man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, old uh, point guard. Uh, uh, Patrick uh, Beverly? No, it's not Patrick Beverly. It'll come to me in just a minute. Okay, yeah, keep rolling, keep rolling. But I am, it's like Zubak, scares me but not nearly as much as if they get hot shooting threes so if if i i'm fine if they're gonna feed it down low to zubak a lot and if if Kawhi is going to be forced to take mid-range jumpers as opposed to you know three point stuff because he if you let him he'll do mid-range stuff all day long because that's his bread and butter sure um i i think i'd like to see dodo on paul george a lot um oh yeah you you know I'll be on Kawhi too yeah yeah um and and, and and you know interchange a lot I think we're going to see offensively I think we're going to see a lot of switching uh where they're they're trying to get Beverly you know they're going to do some some switches where where they got the defensive point guard gauntlet to throw at Luca I tell you that they do why too <laughs> yeah, they do, but I would I'd be perfectly fine, not perfectly fine, but I'd be happier with Beverly or some of their defensive point guards guarding Luca as opposed to Kawhi or even Paul George, because you know, they've got all that length, all that size, and they can still hang with him speed wise. So I think they're gonna do a lot to try to get Beverly on him and, and the other point yeah. guards. Well, you know what Rick's gonna do? Rick's smart. If they have the point guards on him a lot, which they're going to do a lot of switches where I think Luca ends up posting him up. Yeah. So absolutely. I'd like to see, and, and he's got a clear advantage there. So I'm intrigued to see how the Clippers would respond to that because Luca will body them completely. And and what's great is, you know, last year in the playoff series, and, and this guy catches a lot of flack, but Dwight Powell, we didn't have Dwight Powell. Right. And or there's Brunson. a lot of things that he's not great at, right? One of the things, the thing that he is, the best at and one of the best in the entire league is being the role man especially if Luca is gonna if Luca is gonna be on a smaller guard and take and body them and take them down and post them up a big man is at some point a lot of the time gonna come over to double team Luca and as soon as that happens he's gonna dish it to Dwight Powell and you're gonna see him just you know cutting straight to the rim cutting straight to the rim you're gonna see a lot of Free run yeah. Dwight Powell. I'm glad you brought up Dwight Powell. I actually 
listened to Porzingis do his press conference earlier today while I was at the gym because I'm still trying to work out for some crazy reason. You know, my leg's about to fall off because I don't have much pain when I stand, but that's another story. So um, we haven't had a lot of Porzingis the last month at all, right? Really haven't had a lot of Porzingis all season long. But one thing, there's two players, in my opinion, besides Dorian Finney-Smith, who I've just been absolutely in love with. You know, that's my, my Mavs Bay recently. Just love the way he plays. But, uh, you know, uh, Josh Green and Dwight Powell over the last month of the season really came into their own, okay? And one thing about that Porzingis talked about was Porzingis talked about Dwight Powell. And Porzingis talked about how this week, what their focus on practice is, is how well they're going to play together, what they need to do and get more comfortable with each other because they haven't really played a lot together, especially because Powell, a lot of times when Porzingis was playing, it was Porzingis and Kleba, and Powell was out of the rotation for uh, that middle of the season run. And Powell's been very much in the rotation. And you and I actually spoke about that on our podcast a few episodes ago. And yeah. we talked about with Dwight Powell's emergence what is that going to mean when Porzingis plays? Is it going to work? So that's that that really pumps me up that he acknowledges it and that they're really working on that because man, Dwight Powell is an engine in this in this offense. Yeah. Now, does that mean he can start for any other NBA teams? Does that mean he's a great player? We're not getting in that discussion. I know one thing that Josh Green and Dwight Powell, those two dudes are like have the Dennis Rodman gene, dude. They're they are hustling. Yeah, they hustle, they hustle, and they hustle again to the ball. And those that's what you're going to need against a, game, a team like the Clippers. This will be, in my opinion, the most clippy, clippy, clippers, chippy. There we go. Uh, Samsonite. I was way off, man. No, this this is going to be the most chippy series, I think, um, period. I, I The other matchups, Suns and Lakers, if the Lakers win tonight, eh. You know, playoffs happen. You're in a series, obviously, some of that's – but. There's bad blood with these teams from last year already. I think the Mavs feel like if they had Powell, they had Brunson, and Porzingis doesn't get injured, or hell, even in, uh, you know kicked out one of those games, that that's a seven-game series and all bets are off in a game seven, right? So I think that they're coming in with a lot of swagger that normally you don't have when you're the underdog. Especially they're the, the biggest underdog of every of any team in the playoffs. Right. They're, they're, Vegas has them favored to lose by seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it's growing. It was five yesterday. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And and that's fine. I, I like I like that. Um that that they're the underdog because it's just more bulletin board material. Um you know, <clears throat> I think. I, I mean, uh, truthfully, at the end of the day, obviously it's going to come down to Luca, of course, but I think the big deciding factor is which we've seen a bunch of different versions of KP this year, right? And again, just like with Dwight Powell, we can get dragged down into a conversation of whether or not KP is a legitimate number two, is this ever going to work long-term, blah, blah, blah. But it, all of that's irrelevant for right now because the only thing that really matters is which kp do we get in this playoff series can he stay healthy enough to play the majority of the games without being on a huge minutes limitation during any of the games and how well does he play not just offensively but defensively because he was it, last year in the bubble when things were clicking he was much better defensively than what we've seen this year and i think 
if we can get something similar to what we were getting before he got hurt in the playoffs last year, then I think we can, I do. I think we can take this in six. Well, he's a matchup nightmare for them. He was last year, even more so this year. And that's going to force them to not play Zubak a whole lot if he's in the rhythm and doing well, uh, which is a good thing for the Mavs. Because remember, there's no Montrez Harrell. They have Nick Batum and the Morris brother, right? And the Morris brother does do very well in the playoffs, not even going to lie. And now they have, they also have our number one enemy, enemy of the enemy of the state, Rondo is on their freaking team. Yeah. I mean, we started on that. So I'm going to come up with a, I have an offensive X factor for the series. Okay. Um, I think that this person, if they continue on the role that they've been on, I think things are going to go very, very handsomely well the first two games in LA. Okay. They say a series doesn't start until a road team wins, right? This is the, is the old cliche. Sure. If Tim Hardaway continues to play at the clip that he's been at this last month on top of everything else we have going with us, the emergence of Josh Green, Josh Powell, that's, that's a lot, but that's, that's one of the keys right there. If you can legit have a guy that's scoring 25 or 30 and he's the third option because KP's doing his thing and Luca are doing theirs. They're going to win one of the two games in L.A. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Look, I mean, at, at the end of the day, if if he's scoring 18 plus and you're getting legitimate basketball from Luca and from KP, that's almost impossible to beat. I mean, really, that's almost impossible. Yeah. You're, ta- you're, yes. talk- yeah. you're talking about three guys that are scoring 20 plus. Uh, KP at that point is going to be getting 10, you know, eight plus rebounds and, and two or three assists. And Luca is going to have a, you know, probably a 30 point triple double um, in all likelihood. That's, you know, just that by itself from those, the, that's hard to beat for anybody. And, and Hardaway is in a contract year and whether he stays a Mav or assigned by someone else, this series is going to tell a lot, in my opinion, for how much money he can get. I think right now he could probably get about 20, 20 to 22 on the open market because of what he did in the year as being a good, good piece for any team. I think if in nut up or shut up playoff time, you play at that level because it all, it all slows down in the playoff time, right? If he can continue at that level, I'm thinking 22 to 26 is probably what that guy's going to demand if he's able to continue because He's not a real physical player. He's a, yeah. he's a shooter. He's a specialist and not a great defender. But if he comes in and, and hustles and is able to be hot and do that, I yeah, I think that I'm, I'm very – he's a very intriguing player for me to watch right now because he was not good in the in the playoff series last year. I mean, he was no. okay, but not not one of the things. But like I said, we've got Brunson, we have Powell, and we have Porzingis, we think. Um, we'll see. We'll see if it lasts the whole series. But as of right now, now we have Porzingis. So are there any other X factors on offense that you think? I don't know if I would go as far as to call him an X factor, but I do think that because of what you're asking him to, what his primary responsibility is, and this is your guy and that's Dodo, right? His primary, you know, he's a, he's a three and D guy, but the, if you're, if you had to pick one, it's D, right? He's on the court for spacing and for defense and for hustle. And he's going to be, he's going to have the tough task of, he's going to be on Paul George or he's going to be on, uh, on Kawhi, you know, a significant portion of his time on the floor. So any points, anything beyond five points from him, I think is, is house money, right? 
But I think one of the one of the first two games, I think if you can get, I'm not even going crazy, just 12, you know, if you could get 10 or 12 from him on the road in LA, that goes a long way to help cover up the, because I, I don't think, I am with you on Hardaway. I don't think it's going to be game one, right? Because he was so cold against Minnesota. He right. was so just not great the last game of the year. So maybe, maybe that'll force him to turn it around. I don't know. But I think if in the event that he is still cold, um, getting 10, 12 points from Dodo will go a long way to make up for that. Speaking of cold, Memphis is up 25 to six right now. Good Lord. San Antonio. <laughs> the, same thing, the other early game yesterday was bullshit too. Did you see that? It was a 40 point. Uh, my Charlotte got embarrassed. So, yeah. woo. I mean, that's like the play ends cool, but at the end of the day, there usually is a pretty, pretty big gap between the seven seed and the, sure. you know, the 10 seed. It's usually a pretty big gap. In yeah. The only time that it's not would be like if the Lakers for some weird reason would have been without LeBron and AD for like two more weeks and they were yeah. like the nine or 10 seed and they're all back now, like that would be the, a, a different caveat, you know? But sure. yeah, it's, woo. Yeah, so Memphis, do you think Memphis, it, it, do you think Memphis in a one-game series could beat the Lakers or Golden State? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they could beat the Lakers. They might, again, it's the, if, if Steph is cold, which doesn't happen all that often, but if Steph was cold and Jaw got crazy hot, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. I don't think so with the Lakers. I think the Lakers. I like watching Jaw. I like yeah, Jaw's a lot of fun um the lake the lakers i think are you know the the truth is the lakers are going to be the probably the seventh seed and it may be it's going to be the first time in history that a seven seed is favored over the two seed in the history right, right. of the league you know um and it also wouldn't surprise me if the seven seed swept the two you know in this case because yeah, they're the seventh seed, but they are the best team. Yeah, I'm not betting against LeBron. Tom Brady and LeBron are two guys you don't bet against, man. Until until you see it, and then you're wrong. You know, like I I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it at all. No, not at all. The uh, so back to maps. So, man, I cannot believe we won the season series. This feels like Miami all over again. Remember we 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 beat Miami two nothing in 2011. And we were not favored to do anything. We had an improbable playoff run, and then we beat them. This Rick Carlisle, like as much as people bitch and complain, and there's been a lot of it this year, Rick Carlisle is the key as far as the X's and O's to what's going to happen. Now, I will say this. I am worried about game one, and I do not think the Mavs are going to win game one. I think they're going to win the series, and I think they're going to win in six. But – this is the first time Carlisle's going to have the complete team in how long? That's God. I don't even. It's it's a long time. I don't rem, I don't even know how long, but it's a long time. Like, and if you look, if you look at Carlisle's um, track record for beginnings of the year, he struggles as a coach the first three to eight games, 
And the reason why is he's figuring out his rotations. He's, he's a figuring tinkerer. out what guy, okay, when do I need to take Luca out? Now he's figured that out. He knows at the six minute mark, okay, Luca, you're on the bench. He's got that. So I'm, I'm not worried about that aspect, but no. when are you putting Dodo on the bench? Are you giving Josh Green mean, meaningful minutes? Because we know the benches shrink in the playoffs. It's, you're running a lot of times nine and 10 man rotations as opposed to the 12. Well, and and I think a lot of a lot of it's also going to be at the four and the five spot, the confusion there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you playing Porzingis at the five? If so, you're playing Maxi. When, you know, when Willie's in, uh, Dwight, that whole, the entire four, five, who's playing, what matchups work, because there's been, you know, like you said, Maxi hasn't been playing great, but I think we would both agree that if we're going to win this series, Maxi's going to have to play at least, he's not going to have to be the reason, but he's going to, he can't play like total shit. He needs to come in and make shots and yeah. play, play good defense on Kawhi like he did. One thing I'm intrigued with as well is, you know, we talk about, you know, mashups and, and what they're going to exploit, and what they're going to do. I'm intrigued because if I'm the Mavs, I think I, I think I up the pace in this series and I force the Clippers hand Absolutely. where they not, they don't have Zubac because they're, they don't have enough. I mean, they have, I mean, cousins and Zubac can't play fast. No, not at right. All. So uh, if we dictate that with, with a fast-paced gameplay and just – I think that's going to work into our advantage so greatly. Well, I – you know, they – the plus just the way the Clippers play in general, aside from the fact that they have two old-school big men, is they are a half-court team. Like, that is their thing. They're one of the slower teams in the entire league that just plays that grind it, slow it down, play half-court – and uh, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, again, I don't, not to reference him twice in, in two weeks, but I don't think we need to be trying to play the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns game, but moving, moving the, the ball down the court, speeding things up, especially in certain times with certain matchups, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, force them, you know, we don't want what happened with the Warriors years ago where, we were changing in in 07 to what they were doing, even though we won 67 games. I still, to my life, don't understand that. And Ty Lue is not a great coach. So he'll break. Rick Carlisle can break him and and get in his head. Yeah, I agree. He's a good coach. No, and and, and he's not. If if it was Doc Rivers, I'd be more worried. Yeah, no. and, And look, to give him credit, what the one thing that I can say that he did, Ty Lue, that is, is he is he got them shooting more threes he saw the strength that they had they're right. a significantly better three-point shooting team this year than they were last year and they shoot significantly more three-point shots than they did last year and so i don't know if that's entirely him but I, you know part of it is him at least and so i'll give him credit for that but i'm with you hundred percent. If, if this, if, if playoff series were one on head coaching alone, then this would be a sweep. So one, one last thing, um, and then we'll close out. Okay. As far as the Clippers go, who is the key do you think on LA? Cause I have mine. I'm interested. I want you to go first. Who do you think is the key for them to win their, to win the series versus us? Paul George. Yeah. The same because and you know he has so much. He, 
he play playoff P right. He has, he has never been good in the playoffs. He just, he's not that guy. He was awful last year. He's going to, he knows it. He's heard him talk about it. He's going to come out really trying. And I'm under the, the mind. Hey, just try to contain him a little bit. If that dude's averaging like 35 points a game, this series, they're going to be, they're going to be very, 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 very hard. To, yeah. To I, Cause look, Kawhi is one of those players. Like you said earlier, Kawhi is unstoppable. You don't, right. try to, you can't stop Kawhi. You just try to contain him as best you can. And you try to make him work hard for it. So he's at least exhausted on the defensive end. Right. Um, Paul gets in his own head. Paul George gets in his own head and he, you know, he steps on his own dick every chance he gets in the playoffs. Right. Um, and I think it's going to come down to the first eight minutes, first six, you know, seven minutes of the, of game one is going to determine how he's doing. If he bricks first couple of shots, I, I think we're good to go as far as that goes. But if he comes out first, if, if they're smart, if Ty Lue is smart, they're going to feed him the rock. They're going to feed him the rock possession one right off the bat. Let him drink, you know, where I don't know Paul George's game well enough to say where his spots are. Right. But wherever his spots are, find, a, you know, drop a play to get him a nice clean look in his favorite spot and let him drain one possession or two later, let him drain another one and let him just get comfortable. And if that happens, then the Mavs are in for a very long night and a very long series. And they can still, and Hey, Kleba and not Kleba, excuse me, Porzingis and Luca are capable of scoring just as many points combined, if not more than those two and vice versa, depending on how streaks are going. So sure. there, it is a duo. Yeah. I know it's a better duo on the Clippers. If Paul George is Paul George and, We'll see. I mean, it so far his track record is not there. I know he knows it, and I know they know it, and they're going to design plays for him for sure. Here's the thing, man. I th- if if playoff P shows up, and then I'll take our duo over theirs. Oh sure. If yeah. playoff P shows up, they their team overall is better than ours. But if Paul George is going to do what he normally does, then I'll take Luca and KP, and let's just cross our fingers that Hardaway gets hot. Yeah. Oof. That's going to be a very, very fun chess match. That's yes, for sure. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I'm standing with it, man. I'm saying Mavs in six. I'm with you. I'm I think Mavs win. I think Mavs win two. And I'm a firm believer. I don't know why, but I always think the winner of game three takes the series. I think the Mavs wins, win games two and three, and they lose games one and four, and then they close out and win the next two. I, I, I am actually in 100% agreement all right across the board all right i like it was there anything else you want to add my legs about to fall off i need to stand up so <laughs> no uh, uh fuck the clippers let's go that's all I yes got. yeah and yes. oh somebody i don't care who it is but somebody needs to put morris on his ass yeah dude i think it's going to be dorian finney smith i hope so i hope yeah. so Just they remember <laughs> they remember yeah mm. It is going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm so hyped, man. I love playoff. I love all playoffs. It's, it's, a, it's a damn shame the stars are in the playoff this year because man, playoff hockey, talking about it and watch, it is so fun, dude. It's a blast. You yeah, know, we, yeah. we don't pride ourselves. We know about it much about hot. We know a little bit more about baseball than we do hockey, right? Yeah, but I'm playoff hockey is just hockey. next level awesome, dude. Yeah, it's a oh. lot of fun. I don't know shit about it, but it's a lot of fun to watch. 
I know a little bit more. I, we could have good conversations about it. I'm, I'm excited for when the season starts next year to kind of work a little stars into it and kind of, I do think they're going to rebound nicely and see what they do. We'll talk about their offseason stuff also, but that's it, man. This okay. is the goal line fade. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was a shorter pod than normal because we just want to talk Mavs. There's not really much to talk about right now. Uh, the next pod we do will be a breakdown of what happened game one. And then we'll probably, if we record Monday this week, that's probably game two. Do we know that yet? They probably. don't know yet. It's either going to be Monday or Tuesday, but they don't know which yet. Okay, cool. Well, that's it for the goal line fade. I am Zach, and I am out. I'm Brian. Peace. We are out. Yes. All right, bye. <laughs>